The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh-Moller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. As we said yesterday, two out of four ain't bad. As we continue here on mix shots, missing a couple of our folks, but our trusty Nate Newton sitting in with us one more time this week. I, t- I tell you what, man, and, and see, this is what I like and dislike about being who I am. Uh, no, for real, for real, because I feel like every year when I go to training camp or I go to spring training, nobody thinks about me. But then when they, when the season starts, everybody needs a bullpen. That's right. You see what I'm saying? You're saying you're the bullpen I'm the bullpen, guy. baby. I'm the bullpen. <laughs> but the difference about me, I'm a closer, too. So, hey, at least I get all the money. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's Nate Newton. I'm Mickey Spagnola. Savannah's with us. And speaking of bullpens... The Rangers' bullpen was pretty good last night. I hear you, my brother. You I figured, I figured you would jump on that. you got to have a bullpen, right? One yeah. game away from winning the World Series, thanks to a combination of about five or six bullpen pitchers uh, last night holding their Arizona at bay as they scored 11 runs. Wow. First team in World Series history to put together consecutive five-run innings. Wow. In when it was second and third. When right? it was ten to one, I was just like, the Rangers have this in the bag. I still was worried that they'd get into that bullpen and it eleven to one turned eleven to seven mm-hmm. and had to use their closer to finish the thing. But anyway, uh we're glad to have Nate with us. Uh as we said yesterday, Everson and uh, Bill were off uh on duty with the other jobs and so Oh, uh, you know, thanks to Nate, Savannah and I don't have to do this by ourselves. So we're glad to have you again. Glad to be here, my friend. As glad the, to be as here, As the man. Cowboys are on the practice field getting ready for these Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. And we can do a little uh, clean up some work here. Uh, Mike McCarthy on the injury update. Savannah, he did say that Tyron would not practice today. Was that right? He was. Uh, I believe was so. I think he's with the rehab. The rehab group. guys, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was part rehab, part uh, veteran day anyway. Rest. Mm-hmm. I, and he thought that Chuma Doga would do a little something. So we'll see where that one goes. But as we said yesterday, Jerry Jones was optimistic that uh, he, both guys, or at least one of the two, should be good for the game on uh, Sunday. They did make a couple, uh, well, ended up with a couple roster moves. Uh, The recently signed tight end Eric Sobert uh, to the practice squad was poached by Houston. Uh, So to replace him on the practice squad, Dakota Shepley was re-signed. And they also lost Chris Glazer uh, to the Jets off the practice squad. So these guys were only here a week. The Cowboys signed in the practice squad. Now these guys got signed. And when you mm-hmm. get signed off a of practice squad, you're guaranteed three weeks of uh, basically veteran money. Yeah, veteran money. So that's uh, good for them. And finally, finally, 
Brandon Aubrey was named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Great. It's about time. Right? What, what, I mean, what was the game? He, he made the four field goals, and he couldn't make it because some punter hit an 80-yard punt or something. Oh, that was earlier on. I think that right? was— A couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll look it up. But anyway, uh, so Aubrey, uh, with his two field goals against the Rams in a career-high 58-yarder, now has 18 straight to tie the NFL record for most consecutively made field goals to start a career— and the last time the Cowboys had a special teams player named NFC Special Team Player of the Week was Brett Maher in his <laughs> first time around with the Cowboys in 2018 and 2019. But how about this? The last rookie to win that award was 2011 Dan Bailey. How about that? So uh, the co- the Cowboys have, you know, somehow, some way cobbled together some decent kickers uh, over the years, but Brandon Aubrey uh, richly deserves this. Uh, one more uh, field goal, or the ne- if he makes his next field goal, that'll be 19 straight, and he'll have uh, an NFL uh, record to his uh, resume. So just doing a little cleanup there, housekeeping, uh, as we get you ready for the Cowboys to Get ready for these Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, sir. Uh, also, by the way, so we probably need to talk about this. They did not make any trades at the trade deadline, and I don't know where you stand on, you know, changing out your roster nine weeks into the season. But the Cowboys did not make an addition. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't get involved in that. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. I got the Eagles. I got to concentrate on. I, I don't think the players care. And evidently the coaches don't care, and we know upper management don't care because the one that runs it all said from day one, we ain't changing nothing. So with this is who we are, this is what we need. I hear keep hearing people talking about a power runner. We have him in Rico Dotto. All we got to do is use him. You know, our offensive line, we can't give up a first and a second for a first for that type of lineman. So we got who we got. The only thing I did I ask. If Tyron is you gonna if you're gonna practice if you're gonna play practice if you're not gonna play let uh, Chuma do the job and Chuma if you can't practice let's just put uh, awesome out there and let's go to work it's it is it's not a time to look back and wonder what should have been it is about now and going forward and and the other thing I think you've got to remember is the Cowboys uh, made trades before the season started right. Uh, they traded for Stefan Gilmore. They traded for Brandon Cooks. And they don't have next year a fourth-round pick, Trey Lance, uh, a fifth-round pick, uh, which was uh, Stefan Gilmore, or a sixth-round pick, uh, which ended up being Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. So they already traded a lot of draft capital already. And guess what? The trades for Gilmore and Cooks, uh, they didn't have to wait eight weeks to get these guys. They got them for the first eight weeks of the season. So, And Coach McCarthy said earlier today he's very happy with where our roster is at right now. Uh, he was asked about the trade deadline, and, uh, you know, he, he's just content with where our guys are at at the moment. And obviously we didn't make any, you know, notable trades during this time, but we have to go with what we have right now, and, and that's the plan. And, and, and really – 
you know, I'm going to go back to what you said about the offensive line. Who out there has excess on their offensive line that they can trade you uh, for a sixth-round pick, say? You know, it's not yeah. enough offensive linemen mm-hmm. to start, right? Mick, I- I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I meant what I said. Y'all yeah. can talk about this. I'm through. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I- I- I'm not. I- I'm through. This is who we are. You better accept it and try to get better. Right. You either all in or you're not. Right. I'm all in. Or to go back to what Savannah said about Mike McCarthy, what he was talking about today is we've got young guys that we have to grow. Yes, you do. And get better. Awesome. Right? Yes. TJ Bass. These guys are going to be here. They are right now are great depth players. And I, and I, and I, to my two left tackles, Schuma, Smith, if you don't, if you, if you're hurt, get over there and let Awesome get in the game. He might as well get baptized by sweat. Come in <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Put him in. Yeah, you, you, it's time to go. I mean, I'm thinking like a ex, I'm thinking like when I played, I really, if you brought in somebody, we welcomed him with open arms. We've always been that way. But you didn't. You, the coach told you, the ownership told you, you are, you, you're the team. Mm-hmm. Let's go to work. Show. Prove them right. Right. I, I think Coach exactly. Johnson told us that during one time these periods came up. He said, I like my team, but y'all got to prove me right now. Right. Prove your coach right. Because mm-hmm. I can't think of back in your day, those early 90s, making any trades uh, at nah. the trade deadline. Nah. Because it, it – nah, man. Well, you brought in the one year – Bernie Kozar, right? As yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah, that one we yeah. Come on, man, let's go. And then you brought in <laughs> Nate's over this. Wait. <laughs> this is my favorite one that they brought in. Uh, I think it was right before the start of the season. They needed a deep snapper. Hmm. Dale Hellestrate. That is the best one, best draft, that best move we ever made. Kept him for eighty five years. <laughs> we used to call him Herman the Monster. <laughs> Ellie. The monster. He yeah. was one of the best deep snappers ever, ever. in the league. Ever. And I believe they also traded for Giesick, too, at one point. Yeah, man, Giesick can't, yeah. But we got him before the season That's from the Raiders. before the season yes, started, right? Him before the season. Yeah. Great player. And then they picked up Nate off, off the USFL before the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they folded, right? Yeah, best thing they ever did, they built a team around me. That's how big I was. There you go. 340 pounds. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the Cowboys stand pat. Um and, and really, when you looked at it, unless somebody was giving them a sweetheart deal, you know, we saw all these, uh, they're going to trade this cornerback or that cornerback tr- is going to be traded, and they didn't get traded. Uh, you know, the, like I said, the Cowboys made their trades before. Uh, if you liked it, you wanted an offensive lineman, my question is, okay, who? Uh, because you got to be available. And they certainly weren't, as Nate said, weren't giving up a first-round pick or a second-round pick. Uh, to uh, bring in a guy that just because of injuries you needed something else. So anyway, uh, moving forward here, um, you know, the Eagles look like they're pretty healthy. We'll see when the injury update comes. Uh, But I did see it pointed out in the uh, Philadelphia Daily News that um, Jalen Hurts is nursing uh, some sort of uh, leg injury, knee injury, 
Uh, he's had a gimpy knee, and they pointed out that he only ran the ball this last game against Washington four times. So they were kind of putting that two and two together and saying, okay, well, maybe he's protecting himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when a guy's healthy enough to throw for four touchdown passes, a career high, and he also threw for a career high 300 and some yards uh, against Washington, that knee can't be too bad. So, uh, Nate, just real quick on Jalen Hurts and the growth you've seen him uh, after we watched him at Alabama and watched uh, yeah, him at man. Oklahoma, right? This kid is so mature. Uh, it's so about the moments of life. I mean, I, I just remember a kid, Tua, taking his job in a national championship game. Who was the first guy to congratulate mm-hmm. Tua on the field? Who was who the guy we never – I've never, ever – y'all got better contacts than me in the media. I never, ever heard something negative come out his mouth about any other person. He's just a stand-up guy. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself, I like the growth. Uh, He got to quit putting the ball. Well, no, don't stop this game. (laughs) Keep fumbling a little bit. You know, keep throwing a a few interceptions. But, you know, if he he raised a couple of his interceptions – uh, you know, I put that put the ball on the ground. He he will be really killing the league. You know, that's the only thing that's keeping him from. I mean, his stats are still up there with the best in the league. I mean, he never changes. He fumbled the ball, walked off the field. Then two two series later, he throw a touchdown, and he's the same guy sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. He is. I'm like, does anything ever phase this kid? Does right. It, oh. Man, so I have the utmost respect for him. Uh, he know who he is. I think he knows who he is. You know, he's a great athlete who can throw the football. He has no problems with that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of quarterbacks will have problems with that. They don't want to be that great athlete who, who who has the ability to throw the ball and get him better. This kid has grown tremendously. I mean – uh, you would think that I like the Eagles, and that's one of the most hated teams for me in the world, you know. But I, I, the player, I've never hated on players. I may have hated on teams, but not players. And right now, um, you know, he's uh, he, he's thrown uh, eight interceptions. Eight interceptions. Yeah. And that's that's the one thing I think people are, are uh, sort of looking at. Uh, but, again – he he's been awfully uh, productive. Thirteen touchdown passes, yes. eight interceptions, and and the and I think the maybe the most impressive stat on his line here is his average gain per throw. It's, seven point six. It's 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 seven six. Yeah, it's pretty good. And oh yeah, I'm up on this kid, man. I've been seventh in the league that ranks. Yeah, I've been studying this kid, Miss Savannah. Mm-hmm. The day after we stomped the Rams, I just been going, just watching the Eagles, just because uh, this is a the NFC East, and uh, you don't know where no one's at right now. Uh, the 49ers has proven that fact, whether it's injuries or whether it's uh, just going through a bad spell. The 49ers is showing everybody we're all human, mm-hmm. you know. So. Now the Cowboys have seemed to got some type of rhythm on offense due to Dak. 
due to Dak being better. I mean, we don't have no running game, but Dak is better. That makes our team better. Our defense, uh, young Parsons came out, got a sack early. That's what I tell people. He reminds me of that moody receiver. Get him off early, and oh, my God, he's going to kill you the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. But the longer he goes without making a play, the defense kind of follows his lead. Mm -hmm. So when he can get it right early, make some type of play, a hit for a loss, a run, or whatever, and he's geeked, the rest of the team just take off. And that's going to be key against the Eagles is our defense and being able to stop – Jalen Hurts, and you have yeah. to do it early enough so he's not making those passes deep down to AJ Brown for sure. And yeah. I th- and I um, I heard a just one clip from Micah Parsons' podcast, mm-hmm. and it's a one man podcast by yeah. the way. He doesn't right. share; it's just right. him, right? So if you've ever done one of these by yourself, you know you're scared to quit talking. That's right. It's like you're scared of silence. Like mm-hmm. oh, if I stop, what they're going to think? I don't know what what's next right and he went on and on about how good philadelphia was how good their offense was and what a challenge uh, this was going to be but uh, to me uh, you know times and when i saw hurts in college you were sitting there going okay i just don't know from a passing standpoint if he's going to cut it in the nfl but you know what he's improved he improved his passing he improved his accuracy uh, now, for the Cowboys, what they have to make sure of uh, is that uh, they get pressure on him but keep him in the pocket because he can hurt you when he starts scrambling and, and running the ball. And that's one of the things that they've got to be cognizant of when they rush. It's got to be a concerted pass rush, not everybody chasing him the same way and letting mm-hmm. him out of the pocket because – uh, regardless of you know if he's got a gimpy knee or not, he can still hurt you uh, running the football. And we'll continue talking more about these eagles coming up here on Mix Shots. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgate's going way past postgame. 
Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket and the smoker. Miller Lite and the cool. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To mixed shots. K Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. I am just reading that Jalen Hurts has been named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Oh, very good. So we got Offensive Player of the Week and Special Teams Player of the Week butting heads against each other in this game. <laughs> against those Philadelphia Eagles. It would be nice to win this by three. How about one? Win. (laughs) I'm with you. Win. I'm I'm 100% with you, Mick. Win the game. Win the game. So what do you think um, the benefits of long, not maybe long term, but going out and winning a game like this, what does that do for you going forward? It tells your team we're, we're there. It, it, this team is not, and I hate to say this as much as y'all know, I'm a homer to the boy, to the wheels fall off, but they have not had this game that says, We are here. Look at us. We are the Dallas Cowboys. We have not had that victory yet. We, we need that victory. Now, it may not last, but that one week. Right, but you need that game, and, and I'll give you an example because I hate to keep bringing these people up. The Forty ers beat us, and have lost two in a row. Three, but, and people still saying, "Hey, you know the Cowboys, <laughs> them Forty ers <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. just saying because it was a game which they have had each year. Saying, "Look at us, right? We have arrived, and it may be only short lived, but we need that game. We need it." We need a game that says that. I was trying to remember back to last year if they had one like that. And maybe not until they faced Philadelphia the second time, but then they beat them without Jalen Hurts. I think when they got into the playoffs, it was kind of a little bit with Tampa, just a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and so – but you know that was a team that was shaking all year was Tampa Bay. But – I. I'm telling you, if, if, if somehow, some way we can win this game, I don't care how ugly it is, you go on the road where your record is not that great for us going against 500 teams, you go on the road, you beat this team. I don't care how one point, a half a point, the kid's Brandon legs about to fall off and he makes a <laughs> 70-yarder, I don't care how it go. You just win the game. Let people know that, hey, we're here. You and know. I, I know we talked about the Cowboys getting their foot, you know, in the door early. You have mm. to to score a touchdown. You got to put some points on the board early to take the lead. And I think that's 
still definitely key going into the Eagles because it's been proven that when they have been taking the lead early, that's where you're seeing these wins come out. And that really helps your defense, right? Exactly. If, if the other team's got to play from behind. So you explain, and these games were maybe before Savannah was born, I'm not sure, <laughs> but how, how important it was when you guys finally were able to beat Philadelphia. You, you know, they got that 12 sack game on us. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And so does Troy. The, the what? Yeah. Game? The 12 sack game. That's when Troy's Troy. up in the booths early <laughs> with Joe Buck. You know, we had a 12 sack game in an 80, probably got hit 80,000 times. Uh, then we came back and beat them later on in the year. Kevin Martin had like an 83, 87-yard punt return to break the game open. We won, and then we started building from there. It was a game to put the NFL on notice. The Cowboys are coming, and uh, and and we, we got better each year, and uh, and got deeper in the playoffs each year. Uh, a lot of people just uh, say Super Bowl, and they was back even back then. It was Super Bowl, we're a Super Bowl. We're a, well, Jimmy didn't let us believe that. Jimmy believed that it was steps to be taken. Uh, on my show that I do, hey, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust. Well, okay, fine. You know, none of them never been to the Super Bowl, so they don't know about taking steps. And I'm just being straight up honest. They don't know about taking steps. Mm-hmm. But what the Cowboys need to do is take a step. Beat a team that you don't know. We don't know what the Cowboys and Eagles going to do. Like, we didn't know what the 49ers and Cowboys. Beat a team like that. This is what separates the Kansas Cities from the world. And when the Cincinnati Bengals are, are healthy, you know. And even this game I'm watching, the Miami Dolphins and Eagles, I left from this game. They dominated Miami. I left from this game saying, wow, Miami okay. They had three starters going off the offensive line. They got a, they got a deep, uh, offensive coordinator that's a genius, mm-hmm. the head coach. I'm like, Wow. Boy, if they had their offensive line attack, they just could have ran the ball just a little bit. It could be a different story. See, I look at the game a little bit different than most people. It ain't always about wins and losses during the regular season. It's about can you continue to build on what you have. And so can the Cowboys build on what they have? That's why I need for my young players to be practicing. You know, if Chuma don't want to practice, if Tyron can't practice – I want awesome in there practicing. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Getting those reps. So explain to people um, how intense these games had been with Philadelphia. The rivalry. The, the rivalry. <sighs> to the point where the coaches would, uh, you know, coach, coaches would throw caution to the wind. Coaches would take shots before the games at coaches. And I think one time we had a deal with Philadelphia where they came at our kicker. Uh, you remember that when they came at the eighty nine? Yeah, they came at our kicker, and uh, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy wanted, I'll go out there and I'll do this to Buddy. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> hey, here's another coach. Both of these guys probably couldn't have problems tying up their shoes, and they talking about fighting. You know, they talking mm-hmm. about beating up one another. They just wanted their teams to be tough. And they took shots at us. We took shots at them. Um, it, it, it wasn't no, uh, what you call it, uh, but you had a, the board in the room. You, you know, you don't want to put nothing up on the board. Bulletin board material. We didn't care. <laughs> we hated Philly. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to the point where we went up there with their fans. We would be up in the vet, that raggedy, no good, sorry, concrete built vet. You know, but they had a jail down at the bottom. I'm gonna say they had a jail and, and a judge and a judge. A jail, and yeah, a judge. because they would fight the other fans and even fight them on their own selves. So they're like cannibals. But anyway, it's the only place I think I've ever gone when they when there was fights break out in the stands. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they actually landed punches. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, other stuff real. is kind of wrestling and everything. But in Philadelphia, they're fighting. They were fighting, and so. But we, you know, we would talk to the fans crazy. They would throw uh, batteries. They put snow, get batteries and wrap them up in snow and chunk them. Yeah, it was it was heated, and they had our number. They they used to they used to grind us up, and uh, I knew we had finally conquered them when we beat them that year before. Came back and had the the the, the, the first playoff time, and we came back the next year, and. Uh, Troy at our first home game against them. Troy, we was messing around. We had the lead, but Troy, like, he just stopped. Quit BSing. I want to score one more on these son of a. When Troy <laughs> said that, I'm like, I knew right then. We went down and scored, boy. <laughs> Troy, like, yeah. Because you know, he wanted, because those 12 sacks, I guess they hurt. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> although, when when Daniel he Jones. He was over it, yeah. It, yeah. It was the Monday night game when Daniel Jones got sacked, I think it was 11 times. Well, yeah. He was saying, he was saying, you know, I got sacked by Philadelphia 11 yeah. times. He goes, and I don't remember it being that bad. <laughs> yeah, like but that. you know what? But it was. It was. It was. I mean, I, I look back one time, and I just don't see how he got up. I just – and then – and I'm not trying to deflect, but I watched Dion's son, Colorado, oh. go against that, against UCLA, and then he just went and sat on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all it brought back was flashbacks of Troy. I'm like, wow, I've been there, been a part of that, mm-hmm. and never – it, it, it should do something to you as offensive lineman. And and I know we're supposed to be talking about Philly. We are talking about Philly. We are talking Philly. And Jimmy came in the next – like I said, we was getting ready to prepare for them the next time. Jimmy didn't say much. Troy didn't say a word after the game. Jimmy didn't say much. But that Tuesday, we was off – come in Monday, we off on Tuesday. That Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. we had a meeting. And uh, the first thing he he told us, he, he looked, he said, "I want, I want this meeting. Uh, I need for y'all to hear me as a team." And he said, uh, y- "Y'all understood what happened last time. Our quarterback got sacked twelve times. Uh, he's was hit just times we can't even count how many times he was hit." And he said, "You know, Coach Wise is going to be mad. He's going to be cussing." And he said, "I don't give a." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he said, but I'm telling you, I looked at you, he said, O-line, I don't care if you have to gouge, poke, stab. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as nice as I'm saying, you know, grab, you know. <laughs> I Whatever. Don't, yeah. I want you to know that they better not hit my quarterback. Mm-hmm. I gave up the only sack. <laughs> but Stop. other than that, they didn't touch our quarterback. <laughs> other than that, they did not touch our quarterback. And he looked over at the quarterback, which was uh, the kid from Notre Dame. Berline. Berline. He said, Berline, he said, I don't care if you don't complete but one pass. Do not throw an interception. 
get rid of that ball. Give our offensive line, line a chance. Mm-hmm. He said, I mean this. He said, I am not playing. And I'm not, he's, I'm not saying it's nice as what he, you know, it's how he was saying it. And uh, what was Berline in the first half? Probably about. No, he had like three of 17 <laughs> three or something. Three of seven. But he didn't turn the ball he over. He didn't turn the ball over. And this D-line is similar, not with stars, but with young talent like this like this. Uh, team was back in the day, and you know, I know. Remind, remind them of that front four. Yeah, we had uh, Seth. Excuse me, we had Clyde Simmons on the left, right? Uh, left defensive end. I'm talking about from my left going over. Reggie. We, we had Reggie White on the on the right. We had Jerome Brown on the left over me, and we had Pitts and Mike Golick sharing the right over the right guard. And then we had Evans in the middle at linebacker. And we had Seth Joyner, one of the greatest athletic outside linebackers you ever want to see. Intelligent to the bone. And I'm surprised that uh, he didn't play long enough to put his name somewhere special. Uh, they had a squad. And they they back in. They, uh, I can't even think of the guys they had on that back end. They, they safeties and corners mm-hmm. were outstanding. Yes. They had Muddy Waters, remember him? <laughs> Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. <laughs> I can't even think of his name. He was a cheap, cheap hit artist, but he could cover and he could make plays. But he he would cheap shot you in a heartbeat, you know. But anyway. Yeah. No. And that was the, that was. Kinda, I'm sorry to take up all that time. No, no, no. That was kind of the start of where this rivalry is now. Because yeah. if you think about it, it, it started in the, the strike game. Yes. When Buddy got mad. <laughs> Because uh, the Cowboys had to play some of their veteran guys, and he, they ran an end around for a touchdown. So yeah, they had to play him the second time after the strike ended, and they were beating the Cowboys pretty badly. And they were trying to run out the clock. And Randall Cunningham, the quarterback, uh, they were about at the ten five yard line, something like that. And he took a knee, like they were going to run the clock out. Yeah. yeah. And then on the next play, he faked like he was going to take a knee and threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. he goes, I'll get Tom Landry. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> This rivalry goes back further than that, but it's just by error. But it goes back with Bill Berg and all these guys way, way back. But this this was it. And this is where it, it, they, they have always had – this defense they got now is nothing new. They have always – had great defenses, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, and that's a great walk down memory lane with these Eagles as we continue here in a moment on mix shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than forty million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than four thousand have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the Cool, America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to mixed shots. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November 11th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Celebrate Veterans Day with a special presentation from the Color Guard and Junior ROTC drill team, plus a 21-gun salute. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni, play games, head outside to Miller Lighthouse, and even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com slash Rally days for tickets and more information. So Nate Newton here on Mix Shots with Savannah, Mickey, and Nate sitting in for Bill. And you're taking up two people, Bill yeah. and yeah. Everson, by the way. And <clears throat> Bill's got uh, more work to do uh, tonight. Rangers have a chance to clinch their first World Series in their history. That began in 1972 when... The team moved from Washington, D.C. to Arlington, Texas. That must have been a shock, right? You're in Washington, D.C., and now you're in Arlington, Texas, <laughs> in basically a minor league state. What, it is senators or something like that? Yeah, the Washington senators. As a matter of fact, the guy that moved with them just passed away, Frank Howard. Wow. Big, tall, burly first baseman came uh, with them the, from the Senators to to the Rangers. So Nate was talking about that sack game. It was 11 sacks uh, in 1991. And if I remember correctly, uh, the game was a it was a night game. Maybe no, it was it was a day game. It was a day game. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And I the mean, Cowboys the nightmare got, was them. The Cowboys got beat. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys got beat uh, 24 to nothing. 24 to nothing, and then came back in that second-to-last game of the season uh, and beat Philadelphia 25-13, and that was the Kelvin Martin uh, yeah. touchdown return uh, on that punt with Ike, Ike Holt making the big block. Yes. The way. I, I can still see it in front of me, as a matter of fact. And they clinched a playoff berth, and I remember the uh, plane ride home. It was, it was pretty darn rowdy. Yeah, man, we got – Taking off our shirts. They didn't need any time. fuel in the plane, I can tell <laughs> right. you that, right? Uh, mm. and that's when uh, 
That's Thank when, God for no social media. And that and, and that was when uh, Mark II and they chested up Skip Bayless, remember? Yeah. In the yeah. back of the plane. Skip had said Skip the Cowboys. Skip been through some things. Man. <laughs> he had, he had <coughs> said or written that the Cowboys would never get to the playoffs with Mark Tuanay at left tackle. Mark Tuanay, Nate Noon, and Kevin Gogan. And uh, they clinched it, and he was on the flight. Uh, and it's a long story. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – and then in, in 92, if you remember, you played Philadelphia. Uh, that was the Monday night game out there. And it was a big build-up to the game, uh, and there was parties going on outside the stadium. It was amazing. It was at Philly. It was at Philly. The Cowboys came in at three and zero. I think Philadelphia might have been three and zero too at the same time. And the Eagles beat the Cowboys thirty-one to seven. But, but, they came back uh, later in the season, beat them twenty to ten, and then had to play them in the playoffs again. And skunked them thirty-four to two. You know, we 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 weren't joking. (laughs) So that gives you a backdrop to what this rivalry has been, and I would imagine that this will be a big deal on on Sunday. It will with the Eagles seven and one, the Cowboys five and two. You need that statement game. Just let the league put the league on notice. Just put the league on notice that we we are here. We are here to stay. Uh, this, this is our third year of winning. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we had three years of winning. Uh, you cannot like Coach McCarthy. You can or whatever. It don't matter. When, when you when you win and you continue to win, and and then you you but you need that statement game. Mm-hmm. And so sooner or later he got to give them that statement game. You know this is it. Yeah, this is your time to do yeah, it. And the team, yeah. you know, they feel that too. You know, yeah. you, this is the pressure is on, and they know that. They know how big this this game is coming up on Sunday. And even in the press conference earlier, uh, coach was being asked a couple questions, and he was like, "Honestly, like my mind's been seventy two hours of straight Eagles." Like yes. he, he wouldn't answer a couple of the questions because he was like, "I've just been thinking about the Eagles." That he's, you know, they're all feeling the pressure, and they know what they need to do. The, 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 yes, and the thing is, that's that's. He knows that he's a winner. He knows the importance of of this game. Win, lose, or draw, he knows the importance. And he knows he can't leave this game with, with, you know, like I say, winning and losing is everything. I I agree 100%. But you can't leave this game thinking it's the end of the world, even with a win or even with a loss. You can't leave this because you still have, uh, what, nine, ten, nine after that? You – this this is a long season. You have to keep stacking, keep building, and keep doing it in the right way. The pre-snap penalties cannot be uh, an issue. Uh, blown assignments cannot be an issue. It's one thing to get beat, you know, because a guy is better or a girl is better. But it's another thing to be like, wow, I didn't play my best game. But why? Well, I had three offsides. I, have, I had two holdings. Uh, I, I blew four coverages. You don't right. want to lose a game like that. Uh, well, we was looking in the backfield. Uh, they got us with eye candy. Uh, they, di- you, you have our defense has been up on the coach now three years. Am I correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. No more. Year. No more. No, no more. Uh, I'm always picking on Jay Lou because I love him and that's my guy. So you know, now Mick don't like him because he's a short guy. But anyway, <laughs> not not nothing personal. It's just the, the height that gets Mick. Uh, 
do your job. Don't do nothing else. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you saw something. If you got the slot receiver, he come down inside, are you supposed to ride him all the way across? Ride him all the way across. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, I saw a uh-uh. No, ride him all the way across. If you're a guard, I mean, if you're a defensive tackle and you see that, that guard step down inside of you, step down and get solid. Don't run out because mm-hmm. something coming. Do your job. Read your keys. React from there. Play solid football. Let your talent take over. That simple. Yeah, it is, man. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, we've got a minute or two left. Uh, Savannah, do you have any eagle questions for Nate that he needs to expound on? Uh, you know, forward? actually, what I did appreciate about the last game on Sunday was our ability to clean up some of those penalties. And I think that's super big going into this week as well. And I just want to hear both of your thoughts on it because... I think it was only three, maybe, mm-hmm. in the game. Because I know after the Chargers game, that was a huge thing they talked about, right. was cleaning up the penalties. And I think that'll be super key for Sunday as well. Yes. Uh, you don't need the pre-snaps. The other Some penalties happen. I mean... You know, some penalties mm-hmm. happen. You know, a guy's better than you. You know, you he, get, he double moves you in your corner. You reach out and grab him. Mm-hmm. Some things happen. I understand. But t- to to have too many men on the field or not enough men on the field, lining up in the backfield when you should be up on the line, uh, no, you can't, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hurt yourself. You, you're on the road. You know, you're on, you on the road. Go over all of this in practice. And move as fast as you can in practice. That much as coach will allow you, move as fast as you can, so you can almost get as close to real time as you can, uh, and give yourself a chance. You know, uh, adversity is coming. This is what I'm preaching. Adversity is coming. Do not let one bad play by a ref or by your own teammate or another guy getting away with something change the whole. Uh, Momentum. Yeah. Yes. Momentum is earned. And once you get it, don't release it. You know, and uh, I know I sound like Jason Garrett and a lot of people may be like, I don't hear the Jason Garrett speech. (laughs) But Jason Garrett got it from Jimmy. Jimmy got it from Bill Parcells. It came from great people. Mm -hmm. Bill Parcells probably got it from somebody else who got it from Vince Lombardi. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this team – has not, and you say, Miss Savannah, play f- with a lead. You may not get a lead, but but Parsons has to be big. You may, yes, uh, Curtis has to be big. Uh, Jonathan Hankins has to be big. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't talking about players that haven't been there before or haven't made plays. I'm talking about guys that have made plays for us. Right. Deron Bland got to sit, 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 be patient, be patient, be patient. And when the play is presented, hey, Bland, make the play. I ain't asking for a guy that ain't never made a play to make a play. I'm talking about guys who are normally making plays and doing their jobs at normally a high level to continue to play at that high level, but hold everybody to you got to, to discipline. You got to be disciplined. That's what Coach Johnson would tell me. Nate, 
I know you're going to say or do something crazy here pretty soon, <laughs> but we don't need for you to get out of character too soon. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Now, when we, we got this game won, then if you want to do something crazy, go do something crazy, but do not mess <laughs> up this game. Stay on side, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same message today, you know? Words to play by from Nate Newton here on Mix Shots, and thank you for filling in uh, these last couple man. days. This has been great. And uh, Savannah and I, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I think we have our guys back. If they not, show up, man. Yeah. What do wow. you? This is a big game. Everson has no excuse. He don't. We don't. But <laughs> he's not know in Arizona. Bill, yeah, we right? know what Bill is doing. What What is Everson doing? Well, you know what? I don't know. Bill would have to take off pretty soon because uh, he's got to work tonight. He'd be pulling Phoenix, an all-nighter, right? yeah. yeah. right? See how tough he is to get here uh, in time for mix shots because there's no game tomorrow, by the way. But it's also stuff to cover, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But appreciate you being here, buddy. Thanks, yeah. Always great. Savannah, and if nothing else, Savannah and I will be here exactly. tomorrow doing mix shots on DallasCowboys.com. See you guys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!